0: Greetings to you. And I pray that you are joyous and excited about what God is doing in your life, whether in front of you or behind the scenes. I know he's working something out for your good, even if you don't see it or know about it yet. Amen. So if you don't mind, I want to continue with our gumbo faith series. So let's dive right back into another installment of gumbo faith of the biblical figures. It's not where you start. It's where you finish in your faith. So today let's take a look at the fiery faith of the three Hebrew boys and for a little background information let's start at Daniel 1 1 through 4 6 through 7 then we'll skip to verses 17 through 20 and the scripture reads as follows in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim king of Judea Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it and the Lord delivered Jehoiakim king of Judea into his hands, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenes, chief of his court officials, to bring in some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defects, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well informed quick to understand and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. Among these were some from Judea, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azaroth. The chief official gave them new names to Daniel, the name Belteshire, to Hannah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azaroth, Abednego. Verse 17, to these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time, set by the king to bring them in, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azaroth. So they entered the king's service, and every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them He found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. Let the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his word. That's a little background to who these boys were and where they came from. And as we skip over to Daniel 3, it'll move us right into our message. In the third book of Daniel, we read that King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold. Then he called all his government officials to come to the dedication of the image that the king had set up and they all stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and people of every language, this is what you're commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sounds of the horn, the flute, the lyre, the harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. That's Daniel 3, 1 through 8. At that time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews and went to the king and told him some of the Jews that he had placed over affairs over the province of Babylon were not bowing down to worship the images and were paying no attention to his commands. At this, the king became furious and summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the three of them were brought before the king. As we read in the text, three Hebrew boys Followers of almighty God, now government employees working for a pagan king, a leader named King Nebuchadnezzar. All because God had given them great statue, looks, health, knowledge, understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And they impressed the king and he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. Can I say this? Do you know God will bestow wisdom and knowledge on you in subjects you don't even know how you know what you know? That's what God did with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Gifted, talented, good looks, now promoted, elevated, and working in the services of the king. Working in a place around pagan people with God-given knowledge, wisdom, and gifts. Can you imagine God-led but working under and for a non-believing leader who you have to answer to? Just know many of you go to work today amongst people today who aren't Christians. They don't look like you, don't act like you, walk like you, and speak like you do either because you're walking like and with Christ. In the text, King Nebuchadnezzar had built a golden image and now commands that everyone in his kingdom bow down and worship it at the sound of music. The three Hebrew boys now not only working with and for a pagan king, but now he has sent a command out that they now needed to worship what he worships too. Do you know, as Christians, many times non believers don't just want you to work with them, but they want you to worship with them too. Worship what they worship. Listen to their music at work. Hear their devilish conversations and listen to their secular jokes. But you'll find them complaining to management when you turn your Christian music on. The three boys find themselves in that place and situation, working and in the service of a pagan king, but now he wants them to worship what he worships and forget about their God that they worship. And to top it off, we find the astrologers, their haters, going to the king and calling themselves on the slick, ratting on the three. There are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon who pay no attention to you majesty. Do you know your enemy thinks he's telling on you on the slick and on the down low? But what will be in your case, as well as what we see here in the text, what they didn't understand was they're telling on the three was just an opportunity for the three to be in front of the king, show him their resolve as well as their God. Many times what haters don't realize is that when they are running, going to tell on you out of hate and jealousy, they are being set up, set up to tell on you so God can show up and do a one-up on the king and your haters. In the text, the haters, astrologers, go on to say, not only are they not paying attention to you, but they neither served your God nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Not only are they telling, they're trying to find any and everything that they can to accuse the three boys. Accusing the three boys of defying the king's command, paying no attention to his order. Nor are they serving your God or worshiping the image you made, accusing them of multiple offenses. They're accusing the boys of being loyal to their faith, belief in their God. They were Jewish. The three were not pagans. The three boys were being accused. Can I ask you this question? If you were being accused of being a Christian on your job, would you be convicted of all charges? Because it would be evident and all the evidence would be pointing towards you being guilty of being a Christian. Or would you be acquitted due to insufficient evidence in how you walk, talk, or carry yourselves? The three boys had been accused and by all accounts the charges were true. And now they had been ordered to court in front of the king. Because they found sufficient evidence in their actions, behavior, lifestyle, belief, and their faith walks. At this report, scripture says the king was furious with rage and he summoned the boys to him. That's verse 13. If you're living for Christ and it doesn't infuriate the enemy, you might need to check your faith walk. The boys now in front of a furious king. And we pick up our main scripture from here. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up. Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you're ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing fire, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hands. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your God or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so hot that the flames of fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. We see in the text, the king began asking them, was it true what they heard about him? That you do not serve my God or worship the image of gold I set up. And he then asked him, are you ready to bow down and fall and worship the image of gold he had made? Can I say this to you? There will be a point in time in your Christian journey that that question will be posed to you as well by a friend a family member a co-worker or even a supervisor asking you to do something wrong or something you know isn't right to do and you will have to take a stand one way or the other stand for god's truth and righteousness or bow down to satan's lies and wrongdoing the three find themselves at that point and the king asking them a question dealing with their faith walk with god and with that question posed He now is prepared to threaten them with the consequences of their actions or inaction. Do you know there are consequences for every choice or action that we take or undertake or don't take as it pertains to Christ? Scripture says there's a narrow gate and only a few will find it. But he also says there's a wide gate that many will enter through Matthew 7, 13 and 14. But I'm also reminded of a scripture that says deny me in front of man and I will deny you in front of my father. That's Matthew 10, So we see the boys are at a moment. They're at the narrow or wide gate moment, as well as a deny me moment. I ask you, when your moment comes, what will you do? The moment has arrived for the three Hebrew boys. The question asked by the king and the answer given by the three. You know, the enemy is bold and brash in how he talks to you. The king was all in in his I'm going to talk to you down mode to the three. Not only challenging them, their faith, but also their God. Asking them, when I throw you into the blazing furnace, then what God will be able to rescue you from my hands? Challenging God. Do you know when you walk with God, the enemy will sometimes challenge you. He will challenge your faith as well as God in his attacks on you. But what I've discovered is I'm going to stop right here and we'll pick the second part of this message up the next time we're together. So until then... Be blessed.